You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. We have all had this happen, guys. One of your friends or your brother or your sister or your cousin or even a coworker or maybe your parent and your kid is dating somebody that you do not like. It sucks. What do you do? You want so badly to confront them and tell them to like pump the brakes or run the other direction, but like, will they actually listen to your advice? Do you tell them how you feel just to be honest or do you just let them be and figure it out on their own? It's so tricky. Um, We've all been there. I'm sure we can all relate. Guys, was there ever a situation that comes to mind for either of you when you think about somebody close to you being in a relationship with somebody that you absolutely hated? Like, what did you do? I mean... We, we, I think it's pretty well documented that I have somebody in my life who is now engaged to somebody that I do not like, and I feel like it's vice versa. But um, I'll I'll let Jen go, and I'll I'll fester on whether I'm going to talk about it publicly or not. <laughs> uh, well, you should decide quickly. Um, but I have had feelings about other people, significant others, and. I think it's less that I didn't like them so much um, personally, but I didn't see the relationship as a successful one. And I could see it very objectively, like what wasn't working. I mean, maybe it's also the years of doing this podcast that make red flags stand out, especially bright to me at this point. You know, obviously when you're not in a situation too, you can see things a lot more clearly, but There have been times where I was just like, wow, this is not a good dynamic. This person's wasting time or like I can see this crashing and burning. It's just a matter of time. So I've, I've seen it more than once. I'm grateful that the relationships that I would watch, you know, not really work out. It eventually unfolded and it didn't work out. So they parted ways, but you know, I, as far as, not liking them, there's been many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've definitely had pe- friends that have dated people I didn't like. It just depends on like your closeness to them, right? It depends on like where you are in your relationship. Like, do you just go, ooh, from a distance and go, eek, like that person sucks? Or, you know, it could be a guy being like obnoxious when he's drunk or, or overprotective or jealous or just makes a scene, or it could be a girl that's over flirtatious you know, or, um, says inappropriate things or is a bad drunk, you know, gets kind of like yelly when she's drunk. Um, but I think it depends on like how close you are to that person that is your friend. Like if it's, you know, 
like a a friend, but like an acquaintance friend, you can be like, Oh God, that's like, you know, I want to say something, but I don't think it's my place. Or Whereas if it's somebody really close, you can be like, what the fuck are you doing? This person's horrible, you know, but it's all Lauren, have you experienced it where you didn't like somebody? I mean, she could be like, well, yeah, actually. I was just at a party last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's also like, it depends on how close they are to you. Like Rob was saying, but that directly affects your life. So like if they're an acquaintance and like you maybe think, oh, it's not my place, it also doesn't really affect your life that greatly. So you yeah. kind of like also not have to say something. But like we could get more complicated as we probably should and do on this show. If it's your family, it gets a little hairy. And- but so have yeah. you experienced that with anybody that in your life that yeah. you've not liked somebody's significant other? Yeah, I mean, my cousin was dating and then married a woman that we all thought was not great. And it didn't directly affect me so much. But yeah, on holidays and stuff, she was there and she was super bitchy. And what'd you do? She would be bitchy to my aunt. I wouldn't say anything because it wasn't, like you said, Rob, my place or directly affecting me. Had she been a bitch to me personally, I probably would have said something. But my aunt and my uncle and my co- other cousin, his sister, had a horrible time with it. They had to go to like therapy about it. They but they didn't really see. So uh, what I see, yeah. what I see a lot happening, which is probably what happened to your aunt and uncle, Lauren, is that I see people. I have like, I get them. I was just, I just got a tattoo in San Diego, and my tattoo artist was talking about a relationship that she knows where one of the sister or brother-in-laws isn't real liked by the family, you know? And then I had another friend who has a sister-in-law who's not liked by the family. And then there's another friend who has a brother-in-law that's not liked by the family. And it's like, well, what do they do? And it's like, you don't do anything. They're like, you want to be, you want your, ultimately you want the happiness for your person and your, you want your brother, sister or whatever to be happy. So you just kind of let them play it out. Right. But what happens is that person gets away with murder because nobody's saying anything about it. So then the whole family gets kind of like upset. And then Christmas is weird and Thanksgiving's fucking a a sham. And, you know, Halloween is fucking more spooky than ever or whatever. But people that don't say anything like because they don't want to rock the boat, you know, Um, I totally get that. And I have family as well. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, Oh, wait a second. Now I thought of some other people (laughs) that have been problematic, but, um, like, let's just say, you know, a dynamic in our family. Um, we see an issue with one of the person, one of the people that has married in, but the person who married that person doesn't see it. Mm -hmm. So if they're actually not, or or they defend it or they see it kind of and like enough to defend it. Exactly. But so I think when they're put in the position of having to defend the person they picked, like you just sort of know how to approach it after that, because you had some sort of like run in with the conversation. But then also if they pick a person and like everybody doesn't like that person, that's kind of on us to like get over, I would say, or manage, you know, how how involved you are with those people. But like they're, if they're happy and not in danger and not being treated poorly and all of that, like, Maybe they're just two shitty people who picked each other and they have bad taste and it's not really damaging or maybe it's not your problem. But I do think, you know, there's the truth is there's no right answer, but we've rounded up some of our favorite and most effective theories that we actually like created or adapted from other places. 
to dealing with a friend's or family member's significant other that significantly annoys, well, us or you guys. So we're going to go over the tell them up front theory, the let them be theory, and the vampire theory, what they each are, why they might work, how to approach someone with each idea, and how they could potentially all be used together. And I don't know if you guys want to make a drinking game out of this, whoever's listening, but if you Mm. want to guess along the way as to which theory belongs to each of us, because there's three, like we said, and three of us, um, now is the time to place bets. We're about to tell you how to deal with someone you love, loving someone you don't. So let's get into these theories, girls. So first up is the let them know how you feel up front theory. That way, so that is the way that you can never get in. Oh, so what it says is that this way you can never get in trouble for not giving them a heads up. Also, they're aware of how you feel and take it into consideration when there are times where you guys have to hang out. So that's to let them know how you feel up front theory. Yeah, that theory is, I think it, let's talk about it for a second. I think it's good. I think if you are having an issue with somebody, like there's, you know, there's a time and a place, but like you got eventually being honest about how you feel is like a good thing. It's open. Well, I think, I think that uh, like there's going to be a time in the, in the pretty like early stages of their relationship where they're going to come to you and go, what do you think? Well, you know, the thing Rob though, we have to say to let them know how you feel up front theory doesn't say anything about only if they ask you. Okay. Right. We need to be specific here. This is your choice with this theory. You can like, I think maybe this theory is sort of specific to just telling them how you feel and not waiting for them to ask, but we could read between the lines and make it a little gray and say, okay, or you can wait. But the point is, the point is, is that you get how you feel across. And that is potentially helpful, right? Because that is- I get you what you're saying. Instead of somebody saying, what do you think? You go up and go, listen, this person's a fucking problem. It's the opposite of the vampire theory, which we'll get into later. But so in this case though, it's, let's just say a open dialogue with the like person that you're closer with in the dynamic. And you tell them how you feel either because- you're worried about their dynamic or you literally do not like the person and want to be around them. So it affects how you spend time with that person. I think you guys, I think the let them know how you feel upfront theory is very direct and helpful, but I think, and it can be used for anybody. If that's your style of communication, you're a direct person. Great. I think though, if we're going to help you guys navigate, I think this is best in my opinion to create the least amount of waves, if that's what we're going for here, to use the tell them up front theory when the situation is like extreme. So this is like your sister that you fucking spend every week with. This significant other is around you all the time. They're affecting like family dynamics. And maybe this person is you not in danger because this all goes out the window if someone's in danger like you do well it doesn't have to be in danger but and i don't don't mean to interrupt i see where you're going it doesn't have to be in danger but like if the person is being a fucking dick or the person is being rude and you see your your friend or your family member changing in front of you to accommodate them or you see like things that are happening that are like wait this is only she she or he's only acting this way because of that person 
you know, and the or upfront theory is like necessary. Like you, right? Then you have to go up and go. Like, we go. What do you? What are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's what, what's happening with this guy? Do you do you see how you are? Do you see how you change? Do you see how he is? Mm-hmm. You know, like all this other stuff that I think that like it's warranted to go up. Or you could like you know, for me, I'm an East Coast guy, so I if I met Jen's uh, fiance and I didn't like him, and then the next time I saw, I go. So, re- so this is the guy you picked, you know what I mean? Like, so I, like you can bring it up in a sense of like, so you sure this is the one you want to go with in this? You don't have to be like, you know, this person's fucking the devil. And, and if you fucking stay with this person, I'll knock him out or whatever, which is something that I've said in my time, or you, you can do it gentler, but you don't, but it's still like, I do not like them. Here's my thought, Jen. Right. So to pile onto both of what you said, I think it's also especially helpful when, or it probably will present itself actually, when you have a friend or a family member or whatever who always insists on bringing their plus one to things and doesn't want to do anything without them. So like what you were saying, Lauren, but then let's just say you don't want to spend all that time with them and you're, you have to explain to your friend why you're saying no to everything they invite you to. So mm-hmm. then you actually, it's kind of like a, a combination maybe, but if you're prompted to have to speak to why you're making decisions, then you have to let them know. I mean, I'm sure you start with like euphemisms, like I'm just busy that day or, oh, like, you know, you then throw back other ideas like, oh, would you want to maybe do this thing, just the two of us? And then they maybe add them again to the thing. At that point, you can say like something to the effect of like, listen, I love you. I'm happy you're happy, but I actually feel a little bit uncomfortable when I'm around the two of you together for X, Y, and Z, or don't say that, but just it. I would be much happier spending one-on-one time with you. And I think we would have much more quality time um, without that dynamic. So maybe. So the other side of that is that there's a risk, right? We, and I think with yeah. each one of these, we should talk about the pros and the cons yeah, of doing sure. this, right? So the risk involved in this is that, you know, opposite of what Jen said, you just, that person starts not inviting you to places that they're going to go to. You're not invited to Thanksgiving. You're not invited to Christmas. You're not invited to go out with the other couples that, are shutting up and not saying what you said, but think the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, another risk is that if things are going bad in that relationship, that they're not going to tell you. So they're going to like, they'll deny it or they will just not supply it as far as information goes because they know how you feel already. So why prove, why prove you right? You know, why say, you know, uh, you already know, you already have a bad opinion about this person. Here's more bad things that are going on in my relationship to add on to that. Yeah, they're not going to come to you. And that's going to uh, maybe eventually affect your friendship where this person would be coming to you for advice or like help me through this thing. And those things can be bonding sometimes for people to help people through things like therapy and things like that. Friends act in that manner sometimes. So that part of your friendship is now going to be gone potentially. So that could also affect then yeah, you don't want this person around because it affects like the texture of the situation. But now the significant other that you don't like, but now your friend is kind of disappearing too, which sort of sucks. And PS, I think changing, I had a therapist tell me this one time, and I think it's like a good tip because we are trying to approach, um, give you ideas to approach your friend or whoever it is with a disarming sort of manner. 
Um, using the phrase changing the texture, like Jen, you touched on it a little bit when you're like this, like when you're around your significant other, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like that's a great kind of neutral thing to say, um, because it puts it on you, but saying things like it, um, you know, when you're with your significant other, I just notice either like a temperature change, or I notice like it changes the texture of the situation. And those are like all sort of like, um, neutral kind of disarming terms that you guys can put in your back pocket to use in situations like this, when you feel like you're confronting somebody and you don't want anybody to get super, um, defensive and then, yeah. And then, right. Because also this person's probably going to go back to their significant other and tell them how you feel. So then that person's not going to like you or, you do what I did in my situation. You tell that person straight up how you feel, not the brother, sister, friend. You tell the other, the significant other, how you feel about them. Ooh. And then, you know, there's a whole thing that, uh, that, and then that person has animosity towards you. And now it's not just you fixing the problem. It's like that person has to be on board with fixing you as a problem. And guess who's around the other, your friend all the time, that other person yeah. in their ear. Right. Another way to disarm it though, is to say like, you know, I, I, I want you to know how I feel about this person, but I'm here for you. So like, I, I want you to know, this is my feelings. I, I, as a friend, I can't hold it back. I have to let you know that I fucking hate this person and I wish they die in a fiery crash. Bob, you were doing but, so good. You were doing but, so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice and sweet. And then I fucking hate this person and I <laughs> they die in a fiery crash. Just, I can only, I can only hold it back for so long, but but if they don't die in that crash and you have to hang out with them in the hospital for a while, I want to be here for you. Like whatever happens, good or bad, I want to be here for you. But this is how I feel about them. That's just yeah. so you know. That's great. Yeah. Okay, let's go. I love that actually. That is kind of like a, a nice way to sort of button it that is also very like disarming and makes the whole situation feel less tense. So the let them be theory is the next theory. That's like you just let your friend or sibling or cousin or whoever it is figure it out for themselves. And it, you know, if you try to tell them that their significant other isn't likable for like A, B, or C reasons, you know, that the the problem could be that they'll most likely get defensive, like we're talking about, no matter how nice you are, they're gonna feel like you're maybe pointing out that they pick bad people out, that this is on them, like you're making them feel like they did something wrong by like loving this person, right? Okay, so that could make things awkward and tense. Plus, when someone's in love, we touched on this, they're like blind to seeing these red flags, or they make excuses for this person that they're involved with. So, you know, they likely have seen some of the red flags that you're presenting to them. And they've already come up with reasons why these things aren't issues. So they're just like gonna either debate with you about it and then move on or whatever. But clearly, they probably see what you're seeing. And they're just like, letting it go for whatever reason, because they're scared to be alone, because they, whatever, think they're unlovable, that goes deep. So unless your friend is in danger, like we've touched on, and, you know, or maybe they've crossed a boundary that you've specifically laid out, then the theory is you just let them be. And it's probably not your lesson to teach. And it will probably end up coming apart without you pushing it because if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be and maybe you're just seeing it before they do and they've got to move through the lesson in order to learn it because you cannot force somebody to do something they don't want to do until they're ready right 
Yeah. So this is like a direct opposite of the first theory where that's more active and this is more passive where, again, you let them be. So the thing is, is I think if somebody is letting their relationship be and not taking action, why would you take action for them? Because like to your point, Lauren, it's their lesson to learn and they need to go through the motions of that. So it's like an energy thing. If they're fine with their circumstances and not necessarily complaining, let's say they're not coming to you and they're not creating like a conversation for you to react to. They're just in it and continue to be in it and do nothing about it. Well, then that's kind of like, you know, their shit to deal with. And maybe they're not dealing with it because they like it. Like I was saying earlier about like a family situation where I might think somebody is in a bad relationship or that like somebody's shitty, but if they're totally fine with the dynamic and they think each other is like great and whatever, then who am I to judge? I just don't want to hang out with them. Also, you know, you know to, to the opposite of that, you have, the, there's a lot of people that like have, so like they, they blame everything on time, like the time that they've been together. Right. And it's like, well, you don't know them from before, or you don't know them, you know, they're, they're getting better or, or whatever it is, you know, or Rob, or, like, or Rob, like, well, he's different when it's just me and him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. So, you know, the, if the thing with them not seeing it and just letting them be, is that obviously if it's new, I can get it. If it's a new, let them be like, uh, then, you know, you're hoping that your friend is smart enough because you picked them as a friend It's different with family but you pick them as a friend, you're hoping they're smart enough that they can see it, you know, or eventually see it or eventually get upset at this, at the stuff that's going on. Like if they're one of those couples, Jen, that we talked about this before that fight all the time and like they show up and they're arguing. And then, you know, like if you make it out of a night that they didn't get into an argument, you're like, "Woof, that was weird. They didn't fight or, you know what I mean? Or you just yeah. expect it. Eventually your friend's going to catch on that they're fighting all the time. You know, we're in our thirties and forties now. We're not in our twenties. Um, that's the only place where I can see the let the be happening. But if they've been together for like five years and shit's weird and you can tell that somebody's cheating on somebody or somebody's like not treating the other person right. Or you can tell like all this other stuff, let them be is a hard one. I think let them be can be mostly for family. Cause you don't want to fucking rock the family boat. Well, or you, you don't want to rock the family boat, but you have to spend so much time with this person because their family potentially, if you're, it's a close family member. So you have to be upfront. I mean, it just depends. There's so many layers, but like, I think the let them be theory is also like, we should point out too, because a lot of this is coming from like, a lot of your feelings about things, all of your feelings about things come from you and your past experiences and like what triggers you and what bothers you. So we have to keep that in mind too, that we can't project here, but like the let them be theory is good for a person. If we're trying to figure out like which one might be effective for you, it's good for someone who like has a control issue too. And we all control people in our own ways, but like if you think to myself, okay, I always try to jump in and help the situation because like I want this person to feel good or be good or have a good life or whatever, like maybe sometimes you just need to step back and be like, 
let them be. It's not like, again, it's not my lesson to teach. I don't need to control this situation, not even to be negative, just to help or whatever. Like, so you have to pay attention to what speaks to you too, and what you think is going to work for the, like the person receiving the information. But I think that's just key with the let them be theory to remember, like it is good for people who feel like maybe they're trying to like, am I trying to jump in here and control this? Or am I trying to like, or do I need to really get in here and help them? Because like you said, Rob, if this person is like, treating the person horribly and it's like starting to they're cheating or something like that the let them be theory doesn't really work because it starts going into the like they're not in danger but you know it's like becoming discriminatory in a way like you can't let that happen like that's your you have a boundary there but it's more for like I think like a little bit less of a like dire situation I think ultimately we need to think about this, all of these different theories from two lenses. One is, do I dislike the significant other because I personally don't like them? Like maybe their sense of humor sucks in my opinion, or I think they're negative or like every time around they're so boring or only talk about one thing or whatever the case may be. So like you personally do not like who they are, but the other side is, do you not like who they are as a couple? or who that person becomes when they're around that person. So I think when it comes to evaluating which theory to apply, like you have to remove yourself from their relationship and choose accordingly if you're going to get involved with their dynamic. Now, it's also, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. If you personally don't like the person and you're just not interested in spending time with them, I think that you need to handle a certain way and Elements of these things can be applied. Like, for example, when we said with the having to be upfront and let them know theory is if they're always together, you can say to your friend, like we talked about, I really prefer having one-on-one time with you. You don't even necessarily have to say, I don't like that person, but you can tiptoe around it and Mm -hmm. say like, our dynamic changes when they're around. We can't be girly or we can't have our like private conversations or like, I just really want to talk to you because I need your I miss just our dynamic, whatever it is. You can say so many different things that don't even address the other person's qualities. It's more about your dynamic. And then same thing with the let them be thing. It's like, if you just don't like that person, let them be and you go let yourself be somewhere could, else. Yeah. It could also, it could also, <laughs> I mean, I have a situation where, you know, it, like I said before, it depends on like how long, like the let them be is early. So like to this example, I know somebody who's been in a relationship for like 10 years, nine years, and we didn't like this person in really in the beginning, but it wasn't until year nine that like we started seeing it and saying something about it. You know, it was years one through eight that we didn't like them, but then like we just let it be, you know, because they seem to be happy together. We don't know their lives. We're not, we're not with them day to day. We don't see what they do, but when we are together and you see the personality of the person and who they are and like how they act, you're like, wait, what? But like, but we never said anything. We said something like, you know, our friends and family said stuff to ourselves, but like not to them. And then when I, when you get like that firsthand, like, okay, I can't s- not say anything anymore. That's when you bring up the other stuff. And all of right? the subject to change. If someone's in a very long-term relationship and things are like festering or getting to a breaking point, clearly you can then, change your mind. Like we let this be for a long, long enough time. And now it's the, and you didn't figure it out. And now it's the upfront theory. Or you did figure it out and you told us you figured it out. And then it changed 
and now you're still together. And that's a fucking thing too. It's like this can change in the reverse. Like if you do the let them be theory, because maybe it's new and you're like, mm, and then you like, at first I didn't really like this person. And now all of a sudden, like I really like I'm the relationship changed and now things are different and they're great. So it can change relationship. Right. He was a douche douchebag player in the beginning. And now look at him. He's a great dad. Totally. So right. keep that <laughs> in mind that too. Okay. Yeah. So Then lastly, we have the vampire theory, which I honestly think is a combination of both let them be theory and tell them kind of upfront theory, or should just be called tell them like it is. Isn't that a song like an oldie? But this falls somewhere in the middle because what you do is you wait until you're invited to share your thoughts. So for example, it's like, uh, it's like a vampire. You don't want to invite them in um, unless you do. And then when you do, you get the repercussions of it because then vampires come in and they probably suck your blood. So in this case. Or they have tea sometimes. Sometimes it's just a tea visit. Or, okay. Maybe. Or they're the love of your life and they have sparkly skin. And yeah. you then want them to bite you and suck your blood so you can live in eternity with them forever. Well, mm. that's romantic. So I think then this is then rebranded as the romantic theory, because <laughs> if somebody opens the door for you to share your thoughts and feelings about their person or their dynamic, that is when you have the floor because they welcome it versus. So, so like what you said in the beginning, what we were saying, like if somebody goes, what do you think? Right. Exactly. Otherwise, I think people are very deliberate in when they ask and don't ask because they are either ready for that or they aren't. And also if they are ready for it, they probably already sense there's something going on or they really value your advice and your perspective. So I just actually had this situation happen this morning. A friend of mine asked me, what do I think of this person that they're seeing? And I said, well, I think that person is lovely What I do notice um, in your dynamic particularly is this thing happens. This person also tends to overcompensate by overly sharing details of your relationship. And it feels like they want validation probably because they're insecure either in their own person or in your dynamic. And it's, I don't know that it's a characteristic thing of them, but maybe a behavioral thing. Therefore it can be changed, but you need to figure out for you your opinions on all of these things. But objectively, this is what I see. I still Mm. like this person. I still think you two have some positives, whatever. So that's how I handled it. Only because I was asked, I didn't want to trash the person. I don't find this person to be awful. But again, if somebody did ask me, I and I was invited in and I'm the vampire in this time. I'm the sparkly vampire that comes for tea um, and lives in eternity with you, which actually is kind of like what just friends are. So vampire friend. Um, I will be as honest while merchandising so that should it happen where we were talking, you know, they then relay this information to somebody that their person that they're in a relationship with, whatever you said is still like above like ground. You didn't come for, you didn't come for them. You were not going low. You're staying high. You're giving advice. You're giving some objective perspective. You're not trashing either one of them. And by the way, there's two, two, every story. I mean, there's two sides to every story. So maybe your friend is the one who's being shitty and you mm. actually have to tell them you're the shitty one in the relationship. They're too James good for you. James, <laughs> always, James always says there's two sides to the story and the truth lies somewhere in between. Yes, exactly. So if you're the vampire that's invited in, I think, you know, if you do have a friend that is 
willing to hear what you have to say and it's welcomed and it doesn't escalate and all of that jazz. Amazing. But you also know your audience. So if you are invited in, you know how to handle that. I think also we've talked about a lot of different ways to approach good, bad, and ugly throughout this podcast. But the other thing too, with all of them is if you cannot, if there's no safe space for you to be honest about your thoughts on any of these things, like either the person they're seeing or their dynamic, then you have to adjust accordingly. You then don't have to hang out with them. You then, you know, do whatever you have to do to not be a part of it if it bothers you so much because you can't change that person and that dynamic. And that's like anything in life, you have to set boundaries. So if you just have a boundary that they're crossing, like that's it, that's done. So all of these, and Jen, you touched on this, but I think we should just go over it again, like know your audience, right? Like I kind of touched on like, know who you are and what your best way to communicate is based on like your triggers and who you are, where you come from, all of that, what bothers you, what doesn't bother you, but also know your audience. So if I think the best way to approach a situation is the let them be theory, but I know Jen and I know she would only respond to the vampire theory because I know that about you. I'm not going to give you unsolicited advice um, unless I'm just not being aware that I'm doing it, but I try. I know I need to use the vampire theory for you. So it's also a good oh, good conversation right. to have with your friends on how you would like things to be handled. Like, you know, like in the future before you get into a relationship or whatever, it could be a casual bar conversation you guys have about this kind of stuff. Like I've I have two I've had it about Daniel. I've had yeah. it with different friends. I've said, like, listen, I also haven't been in a relationship in a really long time. Maybe I've got rose-colored glasses on. Maybe I maybe I don't, and I'm actually being too hard on him. Who knows? Maybe I'm the problem. I need you guys as my mirrors, people who know me well, have seen my patterns, have seen whatever, like, please feel free to give perspective and tell me because I value what you have to say. So I did. And you want to end for specific friends too. Like I have two friends that are so opposite. I have one friend. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's probably why I'm still single. But every time I start dating somebody, he finds something wrong with them right away. Whether it's like they have too much gum or he doesn't like their accent or like, the way they talk or like, or like the way they walk is weird. Or like, did you notice that she does this and this and this, and then points out like the most annoying aspects to me. And then I eventually get them overcome by those annoying aspects and like wind up breaking up with them. And then my other friend waits until I've dated them two years and we break up. And every time he's like, yeah, I, I, I hated her. She was awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You hung out with her the most out of all of our friends. Like you would, you guys were laughing in the corner doing karaoke together, singing songs. And he's like, yeah, she was awful. I fucking hated her. And it's like, well, you got to tell me that shit, dude. Sometimes people kind of trick you a little like Jen, you just sort of like threw me for a loop because you were like, tell me about Daniel. Like you normally are a vampire theory person. You normally oh, yeah. do not want people to get, tell you unless you ask them, but well, you did. So you did finally come and ask somebody, Hey, tell me, but, but you said, feel free. Don't wait for me to ask you. You yep. just threw a generalization out there saying, Hey, be upfront with me no matter what Rob, you as the person who's noticing a trend in the reverse, you can say to this friend, Hey, by the way, friend, please don't point out annoying things that aren't really like mm, important things in a relationship to me anymore, because it just kind of distracts me. And I don't care if someone walks weird. Like that's not why I'm marrying. He only cares if they (laughs) chew loud. 
And to, and that is annoying. And to the other person, Rob, you should say, Hey, I noticed that you don't come to me with things that really bother you. If there's something really bad that you're noticing about an ex, like person I'm with, please come to me and tell me like you need to then, if you notice patterns of your friends communicating with you, like point it out to them, like do this or don't do that. That's you setting a boundary. But I think all of these approaches are great. They can all be used together. You can combine two. You can switch and jump around depending on your audience or where you're at in your life. But I think we all need to remember the best way to approach the friend or cousin or whoever it is that needs to be spoken to or that you have a problem with their significant other. All of these, try your best to be disarming so you can avoid the defensiveness. Try to come from a place of love. Try and be supportive of their choices because it's their life while being direct enough to let them know how you feel. And then try not ultimately try not to project any of your own past experiences or insecurities onto them. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Amen to that. Because let's just be honest, people give advice based on their knowledge and their knowledge is based on their experiences, unless you're us, because we know everything because we study this. Um, And if you're a master dater, well, then you obviously can give advice as well because you have an education in it. So those are all really great points. And and I think to the audience, let's just recap again, who might have been making drinking game, trying to guess which which theory we came up with or abide by, but I'll go first. We all know vampire theory over here. I will ask when I want information. Please do not feel inclined to tell me otherwise. (laughs) And Rob, which one were you, darling? Oh, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious too. I think you can just tell based on our personalities if you listen to this podcast. Oh. Um, But mine is obviously tell them up front. Like, let them know how you feel, you know, don't hide anything because then if something does happen and you're like, yeah, I didn't really like them. Like we said with my friend, then you're like, well, why the fuck didn't you let me know? You know, why, if, if I was blind to this, you just don't want to get in trouble for having like knowledge or seeing things that they can't see because of the rose colored glasses. And then, you know, you don't have to show up to the fucking parties and you don't have to fucking get invited to stupid shit. You don't want to go to, you're getting rid of a lot of other stuff in between and so you're filtering idea. basically yeah and i was clearly the let them be theory but that comes from me trying to ask myself like am i trying to help like am i is my controlling like anxiety trying to help this person is it really going to actually help or is it something they just need to figure out just like a question that i think is good for everyone to ask but for me specifically that's why that's my theory nice Yeah. Well, everyone, I hope you learned a lot from these different theories. And if you've got theories, please reach out and join our class of master daters by commenting and telling us how you have handled this before or how you plan to handle it in the future. And uh, while you're thinking about all of that, our current love language is summer break. I don't know if you've all noticed, but we're kind of a little uh, on again and off again. I guess that's an on again, off again relationship we're having with you. But please keep tuning in to past episodes of It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationship stuff. Maybe re-listen to some that might even be relevant now, or maybe you've changed phases in your relationship dynamic and something else will be relevant to you. And also, please share share with a friend. We know there are folks that need help. And if you can't have a conversation with them about any of these theories, well, you can passive aggressively just share the episode and we'll do it for you. So follow us, as you know, at Complicated Show. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. 
And you can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets as well. See you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. <laughs>